Okay, cool. Well, let me, oh, I think my camera's done. So uh, hold on a You're sec fine. and let me, uh, no rush. let me start the video there. What's up, Boo Boo? Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I like that's that. My, it's my Halloween costume. Look. Yeah. I got Crocs. I, I got the gym shorts. Yeah. I got the shirt. <laughs> now you're living your best life. I like that. Look at uh, that. That's a scary Halloween. That's a I scary had, shirt. This is the scariest Halloween costume. So I've been planning yeah. this for a while, but honestly, <laughs> honestly, uh, I, I didn't think I'd be able to pull it off because the Crocs, I couldn't get the fuzzy, the fuzzy kind. Mm. So I bought some, uh, I bought some off-brand Crocs, but yeah, I was nice. like, how am I going to do this and surprise George for yeah. the podcast? Um, That's great. I'm going to tell him my camera's updating. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like that. That's a scary Hawaiian. I didn't know they made a scary Hawaiian. Isn't this awesome? Yeah, it was yeah, on, it was on Amazon for like you. 15 bucks. Yeah. God bless. God bless Jeffy B. Oh God. I told a few people that I was doing this and they were dying. They're like, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> That's very you. I, I like how it's a combination of you and me with the skulls and the Hawaiian. I, I like that. I know, right? Like, uh, that's like the mo that's like the mascot of uh, the bone zone. Yeah, dude. And I was going to shave my head, but I was like, nah, it's winter. It's too cold. Yeah. It's too cold. <laughs> You're in Ohio. I can get away yeah, with dude, it down here no. in South Carolina. In, in the summer, it's one thing, but uh Anyway, so uh, welcome back to the channel, everyone. As you see, welcome. I am dressed as George. Yeah. Uh, this is my Halloween costume. I am actually going to trick or treat with my kids like this on Halloween. Nice. I'm going to wear a name tag nice. that says George. No one will know nice. who I am, but this nobody is will it. know. But that's all right. This so is the costume. The bone zone, Will. Oh, that's true. Yeah, which is worldwide. I mean, come on. You yeah, are every, across the world. It's on everyone's gonna. Everyone's gonna know who we are at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so welcome back to the Bone Zone, everyone. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today, specifically the winners of the ghost story contest, which George is going to pick out the winners at the end. So George has no idea about any of these ghost stories. He hasn't seen them before. He doesn't know who uh, entered the ghost story contest. And I will say, George, we had a few people, uh, probably five people outside of the real ghost stories that submitted some f uh, fake ghost stories, ones they made up because they didn't follow directions. Um, those people will still get something cool. I'm going to send everyone who entered a call to the bones promo, no matter what, everyone gets one. So, uh, and I'm going to send them some other cool stuff. So awesome. even though, yeah. So even though they didn't submit a, uh, you know, a fake ghost story or a real ghost story, they submitted the fake one. That's fine. I still want to give them something for participating, but um, anyways, we're going to go over the ghost story contest. going to let you choose the, the stories that you think are the best. I think we have, yeah. we have four, uh written stories and one video submission which was wow. actually yeah that one's pretty cool um and then uh we're going to talk about lore which was a tcg that just got backed on kickstarter we're gonna talk about that for a second i want to talk about uh a few other things. I'll, I'll tell you about that one that's you never heard of lore it was a small all, one everybody's all in on rise you're here talking about lore i just found out about rise yesterday it looks pretty rise, cool rise is yeah the cards look really really good so it's I'll, uh, I'll go to yeah, we'll right. like no no later i guess later yeah, i guess we'll we'll jump into that as All soon right, as we'll we get back lines. to uh as soon as we get to the lore section we can talk about other tcgs um we're going to talk about wizards uh reprinting the reserve list which uh you know is old news by now but for us we're talking about it um which yeah. is something i actually got right i did a you video did. on this a while ago and i got right um we're going to talk about numbered and serial cards uh we're going to talk about uh the post malone secret layer 
um Lorcana height which louis hates to talk about uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about genesis and they're, they're doing some really cool stuff at the championship and i'm pretty sure they got a location locked down now um and then we're going to talk about at the end here just real quick the tcg boom and how it's kind of went out with a whimper it hasn't went out with this explosion it's it's slowly dwindling down so um anything you want to add today true. george that you want to you want to uh, talk I about want, i'll add a couple things to genesis i'll get a couple okay. I, want, I want your take on a few hot takes i posted awesome well we'll do that so let's get into first i'll let's give you into... i'll give i know what sid loves you more so i want you to defend his <laughs> you'll honor give me, you'll give me the scoopies. okay yeah um so you, you get all the scoopies i get nothing i know right um so first we're going to talk about the lore tcg so lore i found out on kickstarter uh i don't know probably about two weeks ago maybe a little over a week ago i was just i always go to kickstarter and just type tcgs to see what's coming up um because yeah. people i mean that's the go-to place now for for new tcgs but lore is a lovecraft inspired tcg and that's what kind of jumped out to me is i like hp lovecraft i like all the cthulhu stuff my brother um which i think you might know this i don't know my brother josh lives in providence rhode island and he's an author so he's really influenced mm -hmm. by lovecraft a lot he actually he goes to the library where Lovecraft wrote a lot of his books and he will uh you know write in that same library which is pretty cool I mean that's it's cool it's fun yeah he really likes it so I thought it'd be something cool that when I go visit him or when he comes home we could play together I thought yeah. that'd be that'd be something because he's never really been into TCGs so anyways we um I looked into that and there were a few problems I love the artwork um it only reached about 83,000 of 50, which is, I mean, it's good. They got 30,000 over their asking, but the biggest problem with me was uh, their price point. And that's one thing me and you talked about with legions early on that I didn't see, but now I'm starting to see where that price point can be an Why issue. Why are you doing this to me? The legions army has finally cooled I, down on me and I, you throw me <laughs> back in to the fuck. What did I do to you? You did nothing, but I, I have realized that too, that some of these new card games are coming out at too high a prices. And this made me think of the legions thing. The reason is if you want to kickstart just a, like a starter deck with one booster pack, it was $45 plus $27 shipping. <laughs> yeah. What? So it was, it was $72 and it's, what? it's now it's printed in the U S it's shipped in the U S um, from what I understand, the card, the the increased and better card quality from the original stuff they were printing as tests is a lot better. I guess the product is really good. Joey saw it. He said the game is very similar to like uh, like Magic, but um, different enough to where you're not having games that are getting blown out. Like the test decks were like that, I guess. But who knows? Anyways, I I did I decided not to back it. It was too much money, George. Um, banana pants. That's bananas. And they wanted to, they want to release to the public at retail of $119.99, I think, for a booster box. I think it was $119. What? It could be $109. What are they thinking? And then they want $50 starter decks, not a two player kit, $50 starter decks. So, um, yeah, that's, I, and they're saying because of shipping costs and because it was printed no, in the US and no, all this stuff. Nobody cares. The yeah, consumer does not care. The consumer. The games, these games have to be cheaper than magic. Yeah. They have to be. Yeah. If not, you're going to lose. Like, yep. nobody's going to look at your lore TCG that has 20 players next to your commander decks, which has 10 million players, 10 billion players. Yeah. And be like, oh, I know. I'll pick lore. Like, it's it's a niche thing. It's a more reasonable price. Yeah. It's a, it's a niche group of people um lovecraft fans cthulhu fans it's a bit it's a really niche group of people um 
and coming out with that price like i expected when i saw that i was shocked i was like these prices are way too high like i told i was talking to the guy who started it and i said even if your starter decks were uh kickstarter of 29.99 with like five bucks shipping that's that's at least like i I could eat that cost i could eat that cost because i could get two decks for 72 dollars um now you know looking at one deck for 72 dollars and booster boxes that are 109 119 whatever it was retail i'm like that is not a good sign like i did not i did not like that price point it's also like what store is gonna what store is gonna risk that like what's the thing the flyer like i mean like and this is back in the beginning of the new tcg boom games seem to understand this yeah you had to make it so stores had a reason to carry your product yeah why would I ever take a chance on the hundred twenty dollar booster box when you know I can sell magic all day at one twenty? Yeah, yeah. He's a magic all day long at one twenty. Yep. I yep. mean, like I just like these. You know, these games have to realize that you have to fit into a niche that yeah. magic doesn't fill. Yeah, and that's the big problem. Is there magic fills now? A lot of a lot of niches. Yeah. Like it's it's not they niche do. anymore. They they fill so many things right now with with everything going on. So, but that's by design, right? Yeah. Like oh yeah. Over different market segments, it's what good yep. companies do. Yep. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, like something that drives me crazy about a lot of these games, like they 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 go after one tiny segment. And they never think about how they're going to expand. Meanwhile, Magic eats their lunch. Uh, you yeah. Know, I will give a, a Joey credit for this. He's trying to do the PVE thing, which is another market. Uh, you know, I think more games should look at how do I expand my market presence? If yeah. not, get wrecked. Yeah, because you can't just stick to this thing no. of TCGs are are big now. Um, you you can't just do this. We've seen uh, like yesterday that I, I never even really heard of this until yesterday. This uh, this weed card game, Cannabis. Cannabis. I'm in. So, What's funny about that, though, is like, so they they did a Kickstarter and they're releasing, it seems like, I, I think you guys talked about this on Made the Zuby with you, that they're releasing uh, their product like through Kickstarter, like they're kickstarting yeah. their, their, their uh, different sets, which I don't think is necessarily a bad idea for being a small TCG that isn't going to be necessarily relying on an LGS. Like that's a super niche yeah. thing. Like, yeah, there's a lot of potheads out there, but let's be honest. How how much of the society is actually interested in playing a TCG that's weed based? Like it's it's a niche thing, uh, even more niche than Lovecraft. So you're going to have people oh. that are going to want to buy it. Um, I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know. Ma- a lot more people who rock the rock the gods, rock the gods, than are into Cthulhu. <laughs> like that's my gut. Is there's a lot more happy grass smokers than there are uh, Cthulhu people. Yeah, you you might hunt. be right. You might be right about that. Um, but yeah, I, I get neither, your point. Just so we're clear. Yeah, I, I'm into Cthulhu, but I'm not a I'm not a ganja. Listen, dude, man, um, you can be honest with us. It's all right. Hey, when I was 15, but I didn't inhale. So there you go. Yeah, you go. that's smart. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's funny because I know like we're getting your favorite game, Cryptic, this week. Um, I don't have anything against Cryptic, honestly. I, I, I'm, I if you're throwing me under the bus, buddy, you're changing the oil with me. <laughs> um, and like, uh, the Cryptic Army doesn't have my back as much as I think they should. By the way, yeah. I've noticed this. They've been awfully quiet. Hell, um, you know, I think they got in at the last little bit. Yeah, Um, I I think so too. I I think, like, honestly, I think it's like sorcery was will be the last major hit on. Yeah, because even Genesis was almost too late. 
Like even Genesis was on the verge of well, I mean, like of this starting Genesis, to go out. Genesis was weird because it was an established game. Yeah. Um, and like it didn't raise a lot of money. Yeah. Comparatively. Um, it raised a lot of money for a Sid. Sure. Oh god, yeah. It was much higher than what they thought. I mean, it was almost 10 times what they thought they were gonna get. So yeah, but I mean, like, I I you know, to me that almost felt more like a pre-order with marketing which is great yeah that's what they needed they needed yeah. marketing um yeah and it's worked out it's slowly growing we're gonna talk about genesis at the end here i yeah. got some i got some i want i want your take on my hot takes i think they are growing i think they i think they i think it's time for um i think it's time for them to take the next step though Okay, we'll we'll talk about that at, at uh, the Genesis section then. So okay. yeah, um, we were talking about lore, then we were talking about all these other TCGs, and we'll get to the TCG boom thing at the end here too. But so what I did with my money, George, instead of buying lore for seventy two dollars, was I bought Arkham Horror for forty five bucks on sale, which is you know a living living card game that's uh, Cthulhu Lovecraft based. You can spend twelve bucks, you can and get. Full text that upgrade it. Yeah. I mean, well, I was talking to Joe G and a couple other people in Discord, and they're like, um, why are you backing that when you could just buy Arkham Horror? And I thought, well, that's I, that was a board game. I don't really think my brother wants to sit around and play a board game. I want to get him into a TCG. And they're like, well, it's not a TCG, but it's an LCG. And I was like, oh, I didn't know they had a card game version. So I went out and bought it. Um, and we're gonna when he comes home, we're gonna play that. So that that's a great cool. game. And that that's fits, a good game. That fits more of what I think he would like. And we're not $72 versus something I might that's... not get versus $45, which I have right now in my hands and we can play. So that's yeah. really insane. $72. It was rough. And I think a lot of these card games uh are gonna they're gonna if they follow that cannabis model of printing to demand on Kickstarter or something like that, they're going to do better in the long run. Cause I think this idea of getting an L into an LGS is kind of difficult right now. And there's, I mean, it's been difficult forever, but it's not going to get any easier, especially since, um, you know, wizards right now is, uh, is not even wanting to support the LGS as much as they have in the past. So, well, I think that's what it's also like, listen, like there's limited resources, right? If I yeah. have to spend, half of you know three quarters of what i have every week allotted to my budget for the lgs on a magic release it doesn't leave a lot of the pie for no. other people and why would you want to take that risk when you know the magic's going to sell so yeah i mean especially if you it has to sell now. yeah yeah like, it has to with sell. our new cost yeah i gotta move through product yep yeah you know like i had found this with infinity it's like listen i'm cracking boxes if i can't sell it quick oh yeah well like, and you know Infinity was one of those things that uh, sales wise, I was completely wrong about um, product wise, I was completely wrong about in the last podcast, I was like, yeah, I don't think it'll really do that good. But we saw the uh, those galaxy foils, people love them. Uh, that's that's the hunt for those galaxy foils. And people just like the artwork people, people like it a lot more than I thought they were gonna I thought they were going to be burned out on unproducts. So I got that completely wrong. But uh, wild. Yeah, it really is. Um, which speaking of magic being wild wizards uh reprinted the reserve list i had said they would reprint the reserve list i said they would get around it by putting different backs or something on it that it could be a collector's edition that they could print them in some sort of special foil they've never printed before with so they have to do something that makes it different than the original cards and i said that they would probably do that um i think i did say in there that it would you know they might even be legal cards at some point i wasn't sure uh, you know, I didn't get that right. Um, but it, it, I don't think yes. it was too, I, yes. that's the thing. I don't think I was too crazy. I don't think I was too crazy to say that people thought I was, but now, now we're seeing that that could happen. So 
I personally don't have a problem with it at all. It's, it's not a product for me. I could care less. Um, it's not something I'm going to spend the money on. I would never, I, I, when the original collector's edition came out when I was a kid, I could have bought those all day for like 15, $20. Yeah. They were at the card shows. No one wanted them. They wanted the real cards. They're like, why do these have square edges? Now, obviously going back in time, I should have bought all I had, but, or all they had. But at the time that wasn't anything anyone wanted, George, like people did not care about that. Um, but yeah, I, I actually got that prediction, right? I was pretty happy. I'm proud of you. That's a good Thank call. You. And like, and also like, <laughs> I think like, I think what you guess it is the best take is that like, you know, people ask me like, you know, my thoughts on it. it's like, I don't care. Like yeah. it's not the things that frustrate me when games do is when, th when I think it's going to negatively impact the game or the consumer. Yeah. Yep. This will do neither. Yeah. There will be a small segment, a very small vocal segment of consumers who are furious. Yeah. And it's going to be weird because you're going to have them on both sides. On one side, they're going to say, you know, this is way too expensive of a product. You all suck. You don't care about middle-class Americans or Europeans or Canadians or anywhere else in the world. Yeah. On the other hand, you're going to get the fat cat whales saying, this will affect the price of my alpha lotus. My thought is like, you're both wrong. Like, yeah. this will do nothing. Like yep. if you're, uh, if you, if you can't afford the product, I'm sorry, that sucks. I told people like, it's like a, it's a car. Proxy. Like when you go to a car dealership, okay. I could lease right now. I could trade in my truck and I could lease a brand new Mercedes and it would cost me 30 grand, 35 grand mm -hmm. to lease. They're not that expensive for the lowest price mm -hmm. Mercedes. Um, I could also buy like the $200,000 Mercedes if I wanted to. Uh, I don't have the money for that, but you get what I'm saying. I could, yeah. I could take a loan out or lease out and I could get that one. Which one am I going to look at and go, yeah, that's out of my price range. That has nothing to do with me. I don't want anything. It, it's 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 the same thing. There's just, I, I'm going to buy a, 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 a Seiko watch instead or Seiko, whatever the hell it's called. Seiko? S-E-I-K-O. Grand Seiko right now. Just Seiko. So you know. Okay. They're good, but the, but the, there's cheap versions of those. They're like a hundred bucks. Yeah. My buddy just got one for 40 years at the college. They gave him a hundred dollar watch. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hey, cool. This is Seiko. <laughs> it's a Seiko. Watch, all right. This, but you could buy a, that great watch. or you could buy a Rolex and you know, obviously there's a huge jump in price there. So that that's my point is uh, give me the Seiko. Yeah. I saw some Rolex uh, who was wearing it the other day. Uh, some actor, I can't remember who it was, was wearing a Rolex and it was like, it was like a rose gold Rolex with like rainbow diamonds around it. And they said it was like $650,000. I'm like, wow. That, that seems, seems us. I don't, well, the right, yeah. well, oh, it's probably the rainbow Daytona. Maybe that's what it was. It if was so, it was crazy. $650,000. Okay. Well, that's, that's uh, probably what it was, but it made me think of you with the fancy. I didn't watch. know they did the uh, rainbow and rose. Anyways, that's my point is it, it's like buying something that I normally couldn't afford. Um, I don't buy collector's edition boxes. I can't afford those. I don't even buy draft anymore because <laughs> some of those I can't afford. But, you know, yeah. there's, there's stuff I just don't buy because I know I can't afford it. And that sucks. But that's that's just unfortunately the way it is. And yeah. this product isn't for isn't for everyone. No, I'm like, I think Wizards is trying to figure this out live. Like yeah. they're trying to figure out. How far can I push the envelope? Yep. Um which is why I said I thought we'd have a thousand dollar product because they're really yeah, like, they're really trying to see that. I bet you it sells out. Oh I yeah, so quickly. Like yep. you better believe I'll be there at five and getting ready. Yep. Um, like I this is gonna sell out. Yeah. Uh, and like the next, the my question is what happens next. My yeah. hot take: ten thousand dollar box. 
Really? You think that high? Well, they're sixty million dollars down right now, so they gotta they gotta try to get that back, right? Like they're gonna do they're gonna go absolutely sports sports route. You're gonna get yeah. a huge briefcase box. Yep. Some special have. design thing with a special play mat, a special this and that. Yeah. Well, it'll have it'll have hand drawn art. Yep. It, you know, you'll have a one in five thousand chance of an alpha lotus. Something like, crazy. Yeah. And I mean, like, listen, that will also sell out. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. You know, for you know, I want you to know when I recommended to all these games to follow the sports model, the one I didn't expect to follow it the closest was actually wizards and they seem to be the only one that's following <laughs> that advice of just copy sports well they jumped right to uh they jumped right to the serial cards and that's just the beginning i mean once that's well, that's a slope that is never ending once you start doing that so freaking obvious to me yeah i don't know why these new tcgs don't just do something to build hype into their box yeah it doesn't have to be it should not be it should not be a functionally different card if it's serial number i firmly oppose that yeah but have a one out of 50 art card in your set have a one out of 100 art card in your set this kind of foiling is only on this kind of card i mean like drives me crazy that these games don't do that and it needs to be something that all of them are doing going forward and you have people on both sides of the spectrum you have people that are tcg creators that they do not and this is extremes by the way that you have people that do not care about the end consumer at all their goal is to get as much money as possible as quickly as possible they don't care about anything other than that so they will do whatever it takes they want you opening as many boxes and pissing your money away as possible but then you have the other side who are the nicest of nice people who say i don't want people having to buy a bunch of boxes to get what they need but ultimately the, the first one doesn't work because that greed comes out. The last one doesn't work because what happens then is people aren't buying your product. So you, your game isn't growing. Your bank isn't growing to continue printing new products. That's that's just a major issue. You've you got to meet somewhere in the middle there. You don't have to be a, a, a super jerk about it that's greedy, but you also can't be so much caring for the consumer that you're like, I don't want them to waste their money. Yes, you do. That's how you make your money if they're buying more boxes. So. Yeah, I mean, like I, you know, I've now talked to a few game creator designers, and they, they, like, it's baffling to me. I'm like, you know, they're like, well, I don't want them to feel like they have to open boxes. Yeah, yeah you do. Yes. Yeah, you do. Like, yeah. like, if not, what's the point of this? Yes. You should have just not, been a just living, card, a living game card game otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Go for an LCG and be dead in two years. Yeah. Um, like. Listen, like you either have to, like, if you don't want people to open your boxes, you picked a really weird business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, honestly what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when I have one in arcade, I don't go like, geez, I hope nobody plays it. <laughs> I hope, I hope they only use a dollar's worth of quarters this time. Yeah. yeah I'm like, no. you know, spin that wheel, baby. Let's roll. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, the like, whole point. I, like, yeah. That's why we open the business. Yes. Like, what are yes. you doing? <laughs> No, I, I completely crazy. agree. And and see, then you got the other side of the spectrum too, which I don't think is is bad at all. Um, but you have companies like Wizards with, we were talking about um, this Post Malone secret layer and all these secret layers they're doing. They're tapping into untapped markets of people that may not have even known what magic is, had no interest in it. But the minute they see their favorite 
you know, star or their favorite musician or whatever mm -hmm. it is on a magic card, they're going to get interested in it. They're going to say, oh, I've never heard of this. And this, oh, I didn't realize this dude played that game. Let's look into it more. Um, from a business perspective, it's, I, I don't see any problem with the secret layer stuff. Like it's all optional stuff. None of it is anything you have to buy. When they were making secret layer cards that like the Walking Dead one, where you could only get that in secret layer and those cards were really good and they didn't have any other printings inside the boxes, they fixed that by later doing like the stuff they did with Ikora, where they would put the Godzilla name on it but it represented another card in the, in the set. I think that's a great yeah. way of dealing with it. And that's the way they did it with the Dracula stuff and everything else. So I think they've fixed those issues they've had. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just going to bring new people in. They're doing all the different stuff and they're trying to, it, it's like they're throwing darts at the board and trying to see where it sticks, which one, which one got the closest to the bullseye. And they're doing that with price and they're doing that with, with creative product that they're creating. Um, and it's, it's an interesting time to see, this in magic yeah i agree i mean like i you know I, there's been a lot of bad takes this week from a lot of content creators i'll take a second here to call out one who i love i love fruity but like his take that like the earnings show that this is the best game run by like the worst people or the worst business people i think is totally banana pants i think yeah, it's i didn't watch that video but i heard about it yeah yeah i think it's like crazy i mean like i to me it's just like you know they're trying to figure this out live and like they're trying to figure out how do you grow the biggest game in the world like you yeah. know it's a lot easier to grow if you're the mom and pop shop than if you're amazon oh yeah Amazon has to go amazon can't just like grow by a store they have to go big or nobody cares yeah how do you expand by being ultimately as expanded as you think is possible already i mean yeah, how do you expand upon that you know, and like they're trying to figure out is there, you know, how price sensitive is the consumer? Yeah. And how do I bring in people who don't currently play magic and might never play magic? Yeah. Right. Yep. The Post Malone fan will probably buy this and never open it and they'll never play it. Yeah. It'll just sit and on a shelf because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And Wizards doesn't care. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Yeah, I, I don't agree with the that I didn't like I said I didn't know about that Rudy take or I didn't watch the video, but I heard about that. Um, I don't I don't think that's necessarily right either. I think I think Wizards in general has their crap together. I think Hasbro is ultimately the people telling you know obviously Wizards what to do, and you're going to make this many sets, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. Um, and anytime it's you have true. anytime you have anything that's uh you know backed by shareholders, it's going to be different. It's just going to be about making the money. I mean, that's that's what it is in the end. Um, anyway, speaking of... Oh, go ahead. I agree with Before you. But I will on. say, like, all these games should make money. Yes. If your game's not making money, yeah. what the hell are you doing? I'm, I'm, like, agree I'm agreeing with you for sure. I'm yeah, just I mean, saying like, shareholders have a different, you know... Yeah, like, we hold them accountable. Sid, Sid worries more about his game surviving if things sell versus wizards not worrying about if the game's going to survive they're worried about what the shareholders are going to think um that's that's basically what i'm yeah. my difference yeah no i agree um speaking of things that are going to be exploding and uh i think are going to be a huge success is lorcana um lorcana mm -hmm. there there is something i'm speculating on right now when we'll see if that is correct so i bought a game for the kids and i've been playing it more than the kids um, and I'm not even a huge Disney fan. It's called Disney Dreamlight Valley. 
what it is is it's basically animal crossing if you know what animal crossing is uh it's animal crossing but disney um and it's it's really it's a really cool experience it's it's fun i mean if you like games where you're just sitting back relaxing digging stuff up building stuff it's it's a fun game to play when you got time to kill um there will definitely be there are already talks of this there will definitely be cross promotion with lorcana there's there's it would be such a huge miss if they didn't um i think that you're going to be seeing you're going to be open in packs and just like you do with pokemon where you get stuff you can scan i guarantee you they're going to do that with dreamlight valley if you pull a card it's going to have a certain item that you get within the game we've seen this in video games forever now um, we saw it with the WoW TCG. I mean, this this is a no-brainer for them. And that's kind of my that's my hot take right now that I think that I mean, maybe it's not even a hot take. That's my prediction. I think that they are going to have cross-promotion with the Dreamlight Valley game because that game is starting to really, really grow. Yeah, I'm not worried about this at all. Like Ravensburger. I'm not worried either. I just yeah, think it's a great promotion if they do it. Absolutely. Ravensburger yeah. has done a bunch of Disney games. They've yeah. all been pretty successful. They're one of the most respected game design houses in the world, if yeah. not the most, honestly. Uh, like, I, I, I get, like, I, you know, I said this on, on a, a different thing, but, like, to me, if Lorcana can't make it, everybody gets to go home. Like, yeah. nothing, else, nothing else will make it. Like, if, if Lorcana can't make it, I don't know what TCG can other than Magic and Pokemon, and maybe Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, I mean, Disney is the other huge name in fantasy-related things. Yeah. So, like, if if they run out of money, if, if this game is not backed up or propped up by Disney, which you know it's going to be, there's no way they're going to let the Disney name fall. I, I think it was Louis said something about, or no, it was, I think it was Josh said something about how they have, like, shoes, Lightning McQueen, you know, shoes yeah. or slippers or whatever, right? So, yeah, that stuff. It, it may not be, it, it might be Disney licensed. It might not, might not be run by Disney. The thing is, if it's Disney licensed, they don't care if it survives or not. If it's something that is backed 100% by Disney, which I, I feel that Lorcana is and will be because of the the presence they gave it at D23, um, they're, they're not pulling out any punches. They want this to be big. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think Disney is going to see that this could be a pretty big boon to their uh, bottom line. Um, yeah, like Lorcana could sell some boxes, yeah, and like Lorcana can do some crazy things. And like, I think it'll be good. I'm excited. Cards look great, yeah, yeah. Cards look uh, really um, cool. And I, I think you're getting like we like we talked about before, you're gonna we haven't seen you know the, the entire game yet and how things play out. We haven't seen all the cards, but I think just from what we know, um, this is going to be a card game like we talked about before, where once your kids get into it, or once you get into it and your kids see the cards. It's going to be like a Pokemon thing. It's going to be, these people are going to be reliving their memories of Disney through the cards. Just like you see with Pokemon now, people are, you know, buying it up in their 30s and 40s because they have those memories of when they were kids and they played Pokemon. So I don't know. I'm all, I'm all in and all with you on the Lorcana train, dude. I love it. Um, And for some reason, this comparison people are doing with like, Lorcana and sorcery i i don't understand this at all i don't get it well I don't america's get it. second best podcast discusses those two uh, have have hot debates on those two well I, I know you guys have talked about it before i just i don't get it i don't understand they're not even on the same le- this is a totally different thing i mean you couldn't you couldn't be more apples and oranges than than these two tcgs um 
but yeah, so I don't know. I think Lorcana is going to be great. Um, moving on to Genesis and then the TCG boom, and then we'll get into the scary stories. This is going to be a shorter episode probably today because of the scary story thing. Um, but anyway, so Genesis, uh, they were showing in the Discord uh, last week, um, which I'd seen before. This is one of the scoopies I couldn't talk about. They have 3D miniatures that are being printed for playtesting. So these 3D miniatures are going to be used. Um, they're going to debut at the championship. They're going to use them in the PVE campaign. And uh, shout out to Joey again, like you said earlier, this PVE campaign that he's designing. It's supposed to be Bosin's lab and different Take experiments. Three. Take three. And different experiments yeah. that, uh, that you know came loose in his lab or that he's like unleashing on the player. Uh, it, it sounds really cool. And these type of campaigns are like, things that Sid has been working on for a while, which is really cool. So it'll be cool to see these 3D miniatures because they can not only be used, you know, in this PVE campaign, but the idea of using them in, in normal games or just using them as exert tokens on your champion when your champion's exerted or when something's exerted, I really like the idea of mixing the miniatures with the card game. I think I think it's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, so I, I will, I agree. <clears throat> I think it's awesome. Love the miniatures. I have no interest in PvE. Really? None. 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 I will be lowered if a single customer at my store plays PvE. Probably, probably a few that will ask about it, I'm sure, but it is definitely like we talked about before. It's a niche thing. And I think it's different in the way that the way I've seen the uh, PvE camp campaigns and the way that they've been explained to me is yeah. very similar to how, like, when we were talking about uh, Vagrant Song on the last, uh, I think it was podcast before last podcast, where, like, you're going through those different uh, train cars and fighting different things. So it's very much like a Gloomhaven or something like that, where you're going through different, you're going through different things together to try to defeat yeah. them. So I think it's interesting. I, I really do. I think, I think this, it's interesting. I have no interest. <laughs> yeah, I I do. I do. I love the I love the PVE experience. I like the idea I that my wife PVE. and I could sit down and that we could fight against something in this. It, but are you a D and D person too? No. Yeah. See, I I like D and D when I was a kid too. I used to I used to play that with my stepfather and some of his friends and stuff. So I know it's it's definitely a niche thing too. You're right, George. The majority of yeah. people, it's it's ninety ten probably ninety people not interested. Ten people, ten yeah, percent. I mean, yeah. I do like that it's meant to be more casual format. That is my yeah. biggest critique of Genesis is that it's um it's a very challenging game. And this yeah. would be a good way to introduce players to the mechanic. Definitely. And I think that's ultimately the end goal. Like from what Joey and everyone has told me, that's ultimately the end goal of what they're creating is something that, you know, when you go to an LGS and you want to teach someone how to play, you say, okay, we have this campaign. Let me sit down with you for 10 minutes. We'll run through the campaign. This will teach you everything versus here's a deck that you've never, you know, nothing about start figuring out how it works. You know, it's like, yeah, you got it. You got to have a way to teach people that. Um, so anyways, that was that was my only news about Genesis. I'm still waiting on my uh my passports. Hopefully they will be here soon. Um I guess I can call them 2 weeks before and they can rush them out to me if uh if I don't have them by the day to travel. So I might have to do that. But anyways, now your your hot take on Genesis. What All was, right. What was your uh, hot what, take? what are my hot take by you? I'm going to try this again. I I will argue <laughs> that the boxes need fixing until the boxes are fixed or I get banned. Uh, that is the only two ways I will stop talking about how the boxes need to get fixed. Uh, my trade show for the fun parks are the same week of Legion's championship. Okay. 
not Legions. I'm sorry. Genesis. Team. Genesis. Okay. I, I was like, what the hell's that? In the beginning of the podcast, I blame you. <laughs> I'm like waiting for the hate comments now. So I appreciate that, Jordan. <laughs> You're a good friend. And um, and when I go to the trade show and I go see the locations where the games have, are being tried out, and I have dinner with my buddies who have, you know, I have a couple of the games on test or whatever. Yeah. Let me tell you the questions I don't ask. I don't ask, where is it on your ranking of games in terms of revenue? I don't ask, do you like it? You're not the target market. I don't care if you like it. Yeah. Here's all I care about. When a kid or an adult plays the game, does something happen where they run over? to tell their parents or their friends about something in the game. So, you know, if I push this button, the spaceship goes off, and it's a really cool graphic. Yeah. I run over and tell my friends, oh, my God, you have to see this. Yeah. That is how games succeed. It's that, oh, my God, wow moment. Yeah. I pulled this. Yeah. Yeah. Genesis boxes, other than Kickstarter with pre-alpha, don't have that, oh my God, wow moment. And if they do, it's few and far between because the secret errors are so secret. That no. It's, I, no. Opened 12, I opened 12 boxes and didn't get one, by the way. I was kind of bummed. Yeah, like, like I mean, like, they're foiling is the problem. Yeah. They're using the same foiling as magic, full everything, uh, full foil, everything in the universe, full rainbow foil. Yeah. And so you come off like a keeper magic foiling. Yeah. They need to have some type of unique foiling or something that sets them apart. Something that will make you go, oh, my God, I got to share this in Discord. I got to share this with my buddies. Oh my God, pass this around the store. Look what I got. Look how pre-alpha did that. You, you guys got all the pictures of my store's openings yeah. for the pre-alpha cards. Yeah. Every set of Genesis has to have, every card game should have an oh my God, wow moment. Like, frankly, you know, MetaZoo, your fa- your other favorite game other than uh, Cryptic, <laughs> has that has unique foiling. You know, has like, you know, free foiling or whatever the hell foiling. Yeah. I mean, I love the, I love the, you know, me, I'm, I've yeah. been the person from the very beginning with MetaZoo that said, I I love the artwork and I love the foiling yeah. when everyone was saying everything was terrible artwork wise. I was not one of those people. I liked it from the very beginning as far as the artwork. Yeah. I, I thought it was I, different. You know, other games have done things like cold foiling. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, you know, there's the games that have found market acceptance have something unique in their box. Yeah, embossed embossed cards, spot foiling, cold foiling. Yes. Uh, what what's the foiling where it's only? Uh, well, that's I guess that's spot foiling where it's only. Yeah. So areas. I mean, like, yeah. I think all these new TCGs should watch. Should look at that. I mean, like, yeah. how come the two biggest ones? Even, heck, sorcery has a unique foiling. Yeah. I mean, like, I you know, and I've I you guys know this. I've been. Uh, been a little harsh on our good friends at sorcery there uh but like <laughs> listen like their foiling is why their sword their foiling and their art is why they rose 10 billion dollars yeah that's it. that's it yeah 
yeah the artwork is i mean i talked to someone about that and it was funny i said i think i left a comment on may the zuby with you and said uh i said you know sorcery grew as big as it did like you just said for the for the art and the special cards that- that's that's why people really like it yeah and someone was like no it's the gameplay the gameplay yeah. is the best gameplay i've ever played and i'm like no i don't see that but uh sure if that's well, why you backed it great that's not why 90 percent of the people backed it i'm also like you guys like just embrace the fact that you have good art yeah. don't try to be so damn defensive i'm trying to give you a compliment yeah um, yeah it's fantastic like yep. th- if i were sid if i were haunted castle gaming i would not let another booster box get released without unique foils yeah i think the next set i think invasion has to have something really special in it i think i think invasion to them what'd you say it has to be unique yes yes it has to be something really special and there's a lot of options with all the uh different things throughout the gameplay i mean i'm thinking right now like you could have cards with embossed affiliations on the side. You could have a raised uh, awareness zone. Like uh, there's just, there's a lot of really cool things you can do with, with how much is on a Genesis card without making it look super cluttered. And it actually may look like some of the things that look cluttered to people may actually stand out or pop out more if, if they did something special. So I, I completely agree. Um, I, I hope they do that too. I mean, I don't think that's even All really right. a hot take. I think that's a take of, this is where mm-hmm. the industry's going. And if you don't jump on top of that, you might be successful. You might be a small niche game, but if you want to be a big game, and I'm not saying compete with magic and be the next magic, but if you want to be a game that is sustainable long-term, people need to be opening boxes. And right now yeah. we've, we've opened 12 boxes at Kickstarter. I have no reason to open any more. Um, I, I mean, literally, uh, other than chasing a pre-alpha, we, we Angie and I both opened our Kickstarter boxes the last two we had sealed last night. Um, we pretty much got the exact same box. It was all bad. It was just terrible. And no pre-alpha, no nothing. We were like, oh, the, this sucked. All right, we're going we're, we're gonna, to we'll keep going then. All right, yeah. here we go. The boxes drive me crazy. Because you, you basically get a set per box. Yeah. That doesn't work when you can have 10 of each card in a deck. Yeah. You have to open too many boxes or find singles. Yeah. This small community. Now I have to trade with 18 other people to get the cards I need. I agree. And that's a very weird situation to be in when you're trying to teach people the game. I mean, like I said, we opened 12 boxes and we still, there's some cards we don't have 10 of. Yeah. Like, so, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. And like, you know, be like, well, you got to wait for TCG. I, I mean, like, you know, maybe. I don't know if that solves the problem still. Yeah. Because the cards won't have a ton of value still, unless it's a rare or a secret rare or a foil rare or something like that, or an epic rare. Um, and so, like, you know, am I going to spend the time to ship out 10, 30 cent cards? I, I know. And it's, is it like, I don't know. I, I don't know of any other TCGs that are like that. Is this a unique situation, George? Can you think of any yes. other TCGs where I can you can use as many cards like as you want? Okay. Because I didn't think, like, personally, I didn't think there was anything out there. But I don't play Yu-Gi-Oh! So I don't know how many cards you can have in a Yu-Gi-Oh! deck. Like, there's a lot of TCGs I don't play, so. And that's what makes Genesis so cool. That's what makes it unique and awesome is that, like, the the deck building, unless you're Jordan, is really complex. <laughs> Just right hooks. Smart ass. Um, <laughs> Like, you know, you know, you're, you know, you're, the, the deck building is hard. Yeah. This is not a beginner game. Yeah. 
you know, somebody came to my store and said, hey, I've never played TCG before. Where should I start? I would never say Genesis. No, no, no. But the only time I would say Genesis, which is like how Angie got involved, but she's a rare case, is I was like, you know, it's it's like she used to play Stratego and Risk and a lot of strategy yeah. type stuff. And I was like, or, you know, I mean, chess obviously is the is the closest thing. But, um, you know, I was just like, it's it's like a board game played with cards and that interested her. So like that type of explaining to someone, I think, new to new to your store, wanting to look at the TCG, you could swing that. But most are like kids coming in. You know, I, my buddy was telling me about magic. What should I start with? It's easy. Oh, here's this deck. Oh, yeah, and now they have commander intro decks. I found out those are coming out. So you could, but I'm saying a kid could come into the store. Don't buy go, those people. No, go ahead. but a kid could come into the store and go, my buddies are playing uh, yeah. commander. I see you have this intro deck. Is that a good way to start? Yeah. You know, there's always, there's always these different ways to start. And I think a two player kit with Genesis is great, but the cards in it and the decks in it aren't great. I think the idea is great. But we need better, you need better decks in there. Yeah. And you need a reason to buy it other than just to learn the game. There should have been some sort of really cool promo stuff you got in there, you know. Um, that's it's kind of it's kind of common sense for a TCG nowadays. But anyways, yeah. uh that I don't think that was a hot take. I think that was fair. Um last thing we're gonna talk about before we get to the spooky stuff is the TCG boom, I think, is slowly going out with a whimper. Uh, and I think that's probably for the best. I, I'm so yeah. glad we're not seeing this huge explosion uh, and then this huge implosion at the end where everything goes to zero. Uh, I I was, eh. well, some things go, yeah. some things have went down, but they went down for not the reasons that a lot of people would think they were going to go down. Um, flesh and blood prices didn't go down because the card game's dead. Flesh and blood prices have went down because it's a player's game now. There's still people collecting. But most of the people who were in it early on to collect aren't collecting as much as they once did uh, or they've sold out of their stuff. I saw someone post and this was really, really shocking to see. And I felt bad for this person. I'm I'm in the Tavern Brawlers discord and I saw them post in the um, the selling flesh and blood section or whatever. And it said, um, I've been out of the game for the past three months. And I thought, oh, that's a bad way to start. I've been out of the game for three months and I'm looking to sell my stuff. How much do you think I could get for all this? I'm hoping to get like, you know, a couple thousand or whatever it was. They were cards that six months ago were worth that. And now that person saw the card prices and was shocked. Absolutely shocked. That person could not believe that the bottom had just fell out. They're like, I was buying cold foils for 400 bucks each. You're telling me they're worth 50 now. You're telling me they're worth a hundred now. Um, and that's, that's, it's sad. Like, it's sad to see that, but at the same time, all of these games are finding a place where they actually fit. You, you don't see MetaZoo doing as much as they did before outside of the card game. It seems like they're focusing more on the card game now than they were before. You're seeing all these TCG Kickstarters and companies that rose realizing they have to do something to continue their product being successful. Yeah, I mean, I think like Seance for MetaZoo has the most changes to gameplay of any box that's been released so far. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's exciting. exciting. I mean, I think, think, you know, listen, you know, I remember even during the boom, he's saying like, there's just just too many. There's just too many TCGs. Like, how are we going to have 85 TCGs in the store? And you know, and I've said this several times, I think including on this podcast before, it's just, you know, before COVID, 
Yeah. You can restore the after magic for Pokemon. During COVID, they asked for 85 games. Yep. Now they're back to asking for Mexican Pokemon. Yep. And everyone's broke on top of that. Everyone's everyone yeah. is more everyone is is more broke than they were at the beginning of the pandemic. Everyone was rich during the pandemic. Then after the pandemic, everyone's broke now. So Yeah. So I mean, like it's just like for me, it's just like this is back to where we were before. And yeah. like that's that's hard if you're a new TCG. Yeah. If your name's not Magic Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, that's not good for you. It's like a great reset and these yeah. This this great reset that's happening at the end now is really going to decide if any of these games had any, any sticking power outside Absolutely. of outside of just the the hype. Now the one thing, because uh, you know I'm a big Genesis shill, uh, the one thing Genesis has going for it is it was here before the pandemic, so it, it started before the pandemic and people were playing it. And yeah, it wasn't massive, it wasn't huge, but they at least had a player base. They at least had cards out. Sets had been out. Um, sure. Yeah. So they weren't they weren't a part of that. So that's that's one good thing is they actually started before all that. Well, um, I think that's true. But Genesis Secret Power is one thing. Yeah, they haven't they haven't hired like they're going to always sell a million boxes. That's another hugely important thing. Someone was uh, criticizing them for hiring uh, a few people to help the company. Um, those Let, people like listen. Those people aren't getting people. paid. Those people aren't getting paid much. I know that. And a lot of people are doing this out of the goodness of their of their heart because they really care about the game. They're working a small amount of hours each week. Um, it's it's they don't want to do this massive growth thing where they're hiring all these employees. And now they have all this stuff they have to take care of outside of growing the game. And the focus is growing the game now and hiring a few people here and there to help with major things on the back end. We'll see how yeah. those we'll see how those work out. And I think that's I think that's a smart way to do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's good. But so, anyways, we are gonna tell some spooky stories real quick, and George is gonna decide which one he thought was the best. So there are uh four stories that I'm gonna read and uh okay. one video entry, and that's because that's all that people sent to me. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be here longer. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. So that's fine. Um so the first story that we're going to read is called The Boy in the Yellow Shirt, okay? Now, these are all real stories that people have experienced, at either yeah. them or their friends or family. These are things that that have happened to them they couldn't explain. So uh, even if you're not like a big person who believes in ghosts, it's still fun to hear what other people said they yeah. experienced. So, okay, The Boy in the Yellow Shirt. So back in 2008, while I was deployed, uh, my wife said that she had seen our son walk into the kitchen wearing a bright yellow shirt. She called out to him and asked him if there was something he needed due to the fact at the time that he was extremely young. She heard him respond with, no, I'm fine, not thinking twice. She didn't check. She said a few minutes later, our son walked in from outside playing with his brother. Curious as to how he made it from the kitchen to the outside without noticing, she asked him why he changed his shirt, which was now black. He said he hadn't, that he never went into the kitchen. Believing highly in spirits and ghosts, she became a little freaked out and she burned some sage in her home, which a lot of people do that, I guess. Uh, fast forward to 2016, never being told of this moment that happened to her. I was sitting at home alone. Out of the corner of my eye, I spotted the blonde-headed boy with a yellow shirt walk from the hallway to the kitchen. Thinking I was home alone, I called out, hello, but received no response, and instead heard a whistle. I went to the kitchen, and to my dismay, saw nothing. Again, not believing in ghosts myself or the supernatural, I still found it to be super creepy, uh, that I jumped in my car, headed to my wife's work, and told her what just had happened. 
it was then she told me about a similar experience that happened to her back in 2008, which was the yeah. one we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, the following year in 2017, I was cleaning out the attic. I found a box labeled Amber Stuff. I opened it and found a ton of random things and brought it down for her to look at to see if I could throw away. When going through it, uh, she said, you've got to be kidding me, and pulled out the sage that she'd burned in the house in 2008. During our move from one home to another, I guess I'd packed the sage not knowing what it was. She explained to me that burning the sage would trap a spirit to it, but you have to leave it in the original home or it would follow it, follow you wherever you went. To this day, we still haven't found, or to this day, we still have that damn sage in our house. She said the only way to get rid of it now is wait until we moved and leave it in the current home. That's screwing the people that live there. Yeah, see, what the hell? Like, that's not very nice. Like, so far, this one's yeah, still winter because like, now I've got to go check my damn attic for like some sage that like somebody yeah, you better check. left. Uh, luckily, on, neither man. of us... <laughs> Luckily, neither of us have brought up the blonde boy in the yellow shirt over the last couple of years, but could he still be tethered to our home due to the sage? Who knows? So that was the first one. That was uh, the boy in the yellow shirt. Man, I don't like that one. They're, they're, they're not being very nice. That's the crazy. Um, so the next one is someone that said, uh, this one didn't have a name. It just said, none of the events I described to me happened, or none of the events as, uh, as I described have happened to me. This was many years ago, so I don't remember the minute details, but I'll do my best to paint a picture of what happened. In this burp, um, we were renting a house. It was a fair size, a two bedroom with a large living room, decent sized kitchen, full basement with three rooms and a good sized backyard. It was my girlfriend at the time and her three roommates and myself for the first few months, nothing out of the ordinary happened. The girlfriend was the first to realize we had a guest. She is a practicing witch, also known as a Wiccan. <clears throat> and she's done that most of her life. Uh, I had a friend in college who was a Wiccan. Who was a Wiccan. She said, we had a couple wow. spirits in various places throughout our time together. And yeah. still, actually, she believes we do. A boy who likes to play with uh, their youngest two. Anyways, back to the house. She informed the household that a, a or she, yeah, she informed the, the members of the household that a small girl with no eyes was in the basement. A shadow along the wall and a space, a lack of shadow where her eyes would have been. Our roommates at the time, upon hearing of this little girl, were no longer comfortable going into the basement. I, on the other hand, got excited, as I tend to do. <laughs> Through much effort, I was unable to see her for myself. However, the spirit never seemed to leave the basement. Uh, it would be a bit mischievous, a touch on the shoulder, a whisper, a shadow, nothing to worry about. Most of the time, we would forget that it was even there. The little girl seemed to have some sort of grudge against my girlfriend. It slowly escalated. Uh, she would see it appear in our home more frequently. The temperature would get colder. She began moving objects around, felt like she was becoming more aggressive towards her. Didn't take long before the girlfriend decided she was no longer welcome in the basement. Uh, the basement had become my whole domain. I wanted to meet the spirit. I coaxed it for it to appear. I tried to do anything to get it to do something. Sadly, yeah. most spirits do not make themselves known to me. So for a while, this was how it was. I had the basement. The others had the upstairs. Eventually, the little girl made her way upstairs. Once the girlfriend realized that she wasn't bound to the basement any longer, she laid salt around the perimeter of the house along the top of the stairs in the basement to stop any escalation before it happened. All was well until the time we were about to move out. By this time, it was one roommate left. Uh, there was one room roommate left and the girlfriend and I. Our roommate yeah. was in the basement removing some things from the hallway. While he was on a chair, he saw the girl's shadow crawl up by the wall, her empty eyes looking at him. She pushed him off. She then pushed him off the chair. What the oh hell? Oh, my God. He comes up running up the stairs, informed us of this, saying that we wouldn't believe him, refusing to go back to the basement. And guess who had to finish up the basement? Yep, this guy. 
far from the scariest or thrilling of ghost stories. That sounds pretty friggin' terrifying to me. Uh, yeah. It's the one I remember the most. Wish I could remember the details. Uh, I, I wish I could remember more details. Also, I hope this works for you. Worked for me. Wow. That was a, that was Why is it salt there? I thought, I thought it was sage. Now it's salt. I feel like, you know, there I needs think, to be a council under this. I think there needs to be because you got the sage, you got the salt. We throw some basil in there. We're going to be cooking spaghetti sauce. Yeah. Soon. Now mean, we're we got talking. a little bit of everything. Maybe um, I'm a spirit. I love pasta. <laughs> Maybe you are. Yeah, that's all we eat here. That's all Angie loves to make. Good stuff, um, man. So uh, here's another one. Uh, Yo, Scheming Skeleton. Here's my short story, but very true. Uh, a little about me at first. I'm a token American. Uh, oh, this is this must have been someone that um, goes to the store in Germany, Yoda's Data, because he says, I'm a token American in the store in Germany. I started playing Genesis a week before the circuit in Germany. I finished dead last with my list compiled from one booster box of origins and a bunch of right hooks who who made this wait who did jordan build your deck yeah Put in the context <laughs> below jordan built your deck because <laughs> it sounds similar yeah he says he says now i'm hooked um onto the story right hooked right hook now hey there you go look at that yeah. uh the pandemic had changed everything my concerns for my parents back in the u.s was at an all-time high in april 2020 we didn't know what or how dangerous the pandemic could be my father had been battling cancer mostly most mostly successfully for years then late one night in germany my phone starts to ring it was my brother i knew immediately something was wrong <clears throat> my dad hadn't been feeling well and had gone to the er well in the er he had a stroke that's the same thing i have to my uncle actually it's terrible uh the next day i was on a flight back to indiana thankfully we were all able to give him or to be with him for the next five days as he slowly lost his battle i'm sorry about that oh, then oh. in early may he gave up the fight we were sad but he also relieved that uh we were also relieved and we left the hospital yeah. to keep their mind off things my mom went to my grandma's house to take care of the cats and my brother decided to mow the lawn i sat in my childhood home getting ready to call my wife to let her know the situation i could hear the hum of the lawnmower outside from my brother lawn, uh, mowing the lawn it was mostly muffled since all the windows were closed, and it was a warm uh, Indiana afternoon in May. I then hear the front door open and shut. The picture on the wall rattles from the force. It was so hard. I then hear heavy footsteps going up the steps. I get up to meet who had just come back inside. I step into the hallway, and no one's there. I looked out the front window. My mother's car is still absent. I look out the back window. My brother's still out back mowing the lawn. It looks like my dad decided to come back and make one more trip home. Okay, not much, maybe not much of a spooky story, but very true. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. I like that one. I believe in stuff like that, though. That you get some, you can get some sort of message from from people on from the beyond, you know. Um, and let's see. So now we have our video one. Mm. Let's let's do our video one. Okay, so let's do it. they have been experiencing all kinds of stuff throughout their home for a while now. Yeah. things which we've had here with the kids that we can't explain in our house where like toys will go off in the middle of the night with brand new batteries in them and you're like how the hell's that happening like weird yeah. just weird stuff like that yeah um so we've had weird stuff with kids toys disappearing and stuff and who knows but anyways he they've had stuff like completely disappear and then reappear when they get home like in the middle of the floor and they're like oh the stuff's been missing all of a sudden it's here so uh let me share this video with you here do it I didn't share the audio. Hold on one minute. Okay. <clears throat> I always make this mistake, by the way, the one you just made. Dude, it's terrible. I, I work. It's this awful. is what I do for a living at the college with Zoom. And I can, I, it's so stupid that you have to click. How is that not the default <clears throat> setting? I that if don't... I have a video, that's the real spooky thing. That is. <laughs> How is that possible that Zoom <clears throat> doesn't make that the default setting? That is spooky. I share a video. 
I want you to hear the audio. And it says like, there's a button that says optimize for video clip. That makes mm-hmm. sense. That makes perfect sense. But being share sound, it, that I always want to share sound. Stop it. Yeah. I had to record this because hear this anything? toy yeah. just shot okay. out of that room. Somebody in here? It was sitting right here. I thought maybe the cat just smacked it. That's crazy. I literally just walked out of this room and I remember it was it was right here. That and dude I look over and I saw something slide towards That's me. That's what he needs. That <laughs> oh my god. I got chills. Sage and and he shouldn't leave it I in the it damn the house cat. though. The cat's right here sleeping. What the heck? Wait. Crazy. Okay, that good. dude needs some sage and some salt. Yeah, he needs some ASAP. sage. Stab. He was saying that that stuff keeps happening a lot to them, and their kids are seeing it too, which is the crazy he didn't part. Trap that sucker! It always creeps me out when kids are seeing or hearing stuff. Like when kids yeah. are saying, you know, they see things. It's like, or animals. You know, animals will jump up and I'd act move. weird. Let yeah. be honest with you. I'd move. <laughs> I'd I, I, you know, that's somebody else's problem. <laughs> Well, here. all I got to say is, well, they're tearing up your ceiling from all the flooding. Hopefully they don't find any sage. So they um, find sage. I'm burning it. I'm I know out of here. <laughs> now, now I feel prepared. Okay. So prepared. here is the last one. This is the move. Okay. Uh, so first off, I think it's important to explain that I personally do not believe in ghosts or the afterlife or any of that. So it makes this uh very true story that happened to me personally, even crazier. Uh, another military person. I was stationed in Fort Lewis, Washington in the military. My wife and I decided to PCS, whatever that means, and move to Fort Campbell, Kentucky to be closer to family. We had Love never it. stepped foot in Tennessee or Kentucky, but after a three-day drive, we found a home to rent on the other end of town. Okay. After a week of unpacking, we were able to crash for a full night's sleep in a new town in our new home. And I remember clearly waking up at 2 a.m., shaking with sweat running down my body cold at the same time. I thought maybe I was getting sick. I woke my wife up. She asked me what was wrong. I proceeded to tell her about a terrible dream I had. In the dream, I went outside at our new home to smoke a cigarette. A man in his mid-20s was at the end of the driveway doing the same thing. I introduced myself, believing he was a neighbor. We spoke for a few minutes. He told me his name was George Miller, and he lived down the road a few miles, and that he had an argument with a friend and decided to go for a walk to cool off, which led him to our neighborhood. My wife asked me why I was so shaken by such a basic dream. I told her, honestly, I don't know, but it just made me feel really uneasy. The next day, I went to check in with my new army unit at Fort Campbell. I received a text message from my wife telling me we needed to talk when I got home. When I got home, Amber told me I needed to take a seat. Not knowing what was going on, I did. She grabbed her laptop, brought it over to me, and wait, brought it over to me. And had read me an article. In the article, I read about a murder that took place just a few miles down the road at a place called the A&W Motel. To my amazement, as I scrolled down the news article, there was a name that popped out to me, George. The article stated that a man named George Miller was killed by a man named Dominic Hodges. My wife said that she thought it was odd that I remembered the name George Miller from my dream. So she decided to Google the name in Tennessee, Clarksville, Tennessee, and was shocked to find the article about a man with the same name who died a few miles down the road from our house at a motel. Chills covered my body as she went to the next page. She showed the face, it showed the face of George Miller, 
the man who was brutally killed there. I literally remember my eyes filling up with tears as it resembled the man from my dreams. Not exactly, but close enough for me to recognize him. I still drive by the motel. The chills still come each time I pass it. I still don't want to believe in ghosts or the afterlife, but this is definitely a moment in life that will haunt me forever. That was a pretty good one. That's pretty good. That's pretty so, yeah, good. We have uh, we have the four that we read, and then we have the yeah. video submission. So, George, drum roll. What do you think was best? The boy in the yellow shirt? The, the second one. The chick with the black eyes crawling up someone's leg. That was the second one. That's uh, the ladder, right? Yeah, that was the one with the ladder. Um, mm -hmm. The one where the guy's father came back to him after he passed away, or the one with George Miller that, uh, or the video, the video with the No, I got to tell you, that second one, keeping the heebie-jeebies. So the, uh, let's see, that is, yeah, the girl with the black eyes in the basement, that one. Yeah. Okay, so that's our winner? Give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, who's that? That's our winner. That was I know a guy dot MPS in Discord. His name is Nathan Bonerts. Bonerts. Bones Bonerts. Uh yes. Yeah, so so Nathan, you you won the uh J2 booster box that George is going to be sending you. So that's all awesome. message brought worse in the Discord to yeah, get it. I'll take uh, care. I'll take care of that. I'll do I'll do all that right, good. Bit. I'll let him know. Um, but yeah, so we will uh we will get you a J2 booster box out. And now we gotta pick our runner up. I know usually they oh. do, you know, runner up uh, yeah. and then the first prize. We're doing it opposite because there's something so I want to tell everyone. Is the trick the spookiest? Most so whichever one you just thought was the best, whichever oh, one you thought was spookiest, you know, the, the number one was great and spooky. That yeah. was number two, number two. I'm sorry. Number one, the one I picked first was very yeah. good and spooky. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then the yellow, you had the boy in the yellow shirt. You have uh, the video story. Good. You have uh, the move, which is the one with George Miller, and yeah. you have the one about the guy seeing his father. The one that seeing his father is like completely believable to me. Like, that one's yeah. like, like I could I, like that one. I've heard you know I hear that I hear about that stuff a lot. I think so too. Is um, that our runner up? That was the one I like too. Let's okay. do it. All right, good. If you like so, it, the best, we'll do that one. So that one was uh, let's see, that was a guy named Who Parted Brent Wheeler. Uh, that's who won the uh, two-player starter kit. So they're going to get the J2 two-player oh, starter we'll kit. Oh, we'll give them both J2 boxes. Look at them. What a nice guy. Are you kidding me? Well, how about we give uh, – well, this is your stuff. How about we give the grand prize winner the two-player kit and the booster box, and then we give yeah. that, that – and then we give the other guy just a booster box. We give uh, Brent one. That's that's awesome of you, George. Thank you so there much. There you go. Everyone else who submitted is going to get something special from me in the mail. You're going to get a uh, Call to the Bones promo genesis promo card which are the halloween promos yeah uh, and you're also going to get something that is usually a patreon exclusive which is the scheming skeleton art tokens you'll get a full art of the pumpkin skeleton and a, and a token of the pumpkin skeleton my uh my the patrons at my store loved your loved your patreon stuff. yeah I, that was that was I, really nice remind me offline to give the address to send it to sending it to the base takes 100 years okay good yeah yeah, yeah. i will send you another address but Thank yeah they you. loved it when they, loved it when they finally got that's it. awesome i'm so glad <laughs> Like you told me you sent it. I'm like, I haven't got it yet. Like it was kicking around the base for 12 days. Yeah. I think that's what, uh, that's what Tyler told me that it was, it was well, just stuck. Yeah. I was like, oh man, that sucks. Welcome to military life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, uh, they love the Patreon promos. They loved I'm everything glad, about man. it. So appreciate it, man. They like yeah. I'm glad. I, of course. I appreciate their support. It's, I mean, I always tell people, even, even though if it's three bucks or whatever, it's, it helps to, 
get things like the camera I bought and the gear yeah. I bought so I can go do live events and stuff. Um, especially with the way things are now price-wise, even $3 is a lot for a lot of people to spare. So um, I appreciate yeah, sure. it very much. But yeah, yeah, so thank you everyone who submitted the stories. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Great. I really enjoyed it. They were all good. Them. They were, they were all really good. Were, and I'll be honest, I was a little worried. I was a little worried with <laughs> the missions. I was like worried about two things. It was to be like short garbage or long nonsense. Well, um, and they those were all good. They were yeah, all very good. I thought they were good too. And the biggest thing is that's why I wanted like real people's experiences. Cause a few yeah. people sent me like fake stories and that's cool. Like I like fiction stories, but fiction stories that they sent me were like two, three pages. I'm like, I, I these are short yeah, real life see? stories of what happened. So yeah, long nonsense. Um, but all those folks who entered, even with the real stories, they're going to get a call to the bones promo. So I'm cool. going to send everyone who, who was a part of this, a call to the bones promo. Love it. Love it. Um, Anyways, I I think that's it, man. I think that's it for the Halloween episode. I think Happy Halloween covered it all. Happy Halloween to you, man. And uh, I'm expecting you to be dressed up in a, a Jordan costume. You gonna dress up as a skeleton? Yeah. I have. I even as a kid, I hated dressing up. Really? Hated. So you you've never been in the Halloween, really? Not a Halloween. Person. You know, it's like fine. It's just not my thing. I'll yeah. give the you know I I give the kids the full size candy bars. I'm, I'm a good look at that. I'm, you are a good yeah. guy. Look at that. The yeah, full I'm a, size. I'm candy a good. Bars. I'm a good host. Yeah. Uh, but like I you know I'm not dressing up. Man, it's not my thing. Yeah, I you know what as as obviously as an adult, I haven't dressed up in. Oh God, I I probably haven't dressed up since I was 16 or 17. But this yeah. year I'm going to dress up as George just because I already have the outfit. What the hell not? Anybody who doesn't know what it is, you should shame them. Oh, dude. It's going to be yeah. everyone, obviously. But, uh, you know, it's going to be nobody. It, we're in Ohio. We're not in South Carolina. No one knows who that is. matter. <laughs> no, but don't matter. They should all know. They should all know. You know, we do have, though, a guy uh, behind us that I look forward to going to every year now because uh, they not only do trick or treat, but they do stuff for the adults. So they hand out mm -hmm. like uh like uh, rum cider, like apple cider, and then hot dogs and like all kinds of stuff. They're having like a little block party. It's super cool. Yeah, I'm all about that. That's good yeah. living. That's that good was stuff. fun. That was fun. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna like do that, that again this year. But uh, anyways, everyone, I hope you have a happy Halloween. Thank you so much, yeah. George, for donating the stuff uh, for these folks that entered. Thank you for all the people that submitted. This was just yeah, a, a ton of fun. I'm great. really glad we got to do a Halloween episode, and I'm really glad that I spent the money to get these. Because yeah. I'm telling you, I've never, I've hated Crocs forever. I've never They're wanted amazing. to wear a pair of Crocs. Angie was laughing at me because the day I got them, I didn't take them off. I wore them around the house all day. They're amazing. <laughs> They're amazing. I don't want to leave the house in anything else, no. but I know I, I know I can't when I'm at work. So it's like, God, what am I going to do? Live your best life. I'll spray them black. They'll look fancy. There you go. There you That's go. Fine. That's all you need. <laughs> well, George, thanks as always, Hi, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, Everyone, thank you again for submitting everything, and we will see you on the next Bone Zone. All right, Take care. See you all next month. Thank you all.